All right, I'm here with Audrey from Quantum 11 and also Network. Network, yes. All right, and you do crypto. You are a financial advisor? So I'm a lot of things finance. So I actually have 20 years in the corporate space. Um, and when someone says they're in finance, they are probably only in a very <laughs> small uh, stream of finance. But um, but for me, coming from the corporate space, I also have a passion for finance um, on the personal side. So I've kind of moved away from the corporate and I'm helping now small, independent and medium sized business, as well as the individual investor. And I'm doing that through Network which is finance for women, it's finance fundamentals, but then also quantum 11. And that's where I go, you know, full blown crypto, real estate, the markets, um, the economy, uh, long term strategic investing. And and that's like my sandbox network is very much my my play space as well. Um, But that one's geared towards more finance fundamentals. So that's kind of how I'm shifting away from the corporate and into helping, you know, individuals, families, small, medium, independent business. Awesome. And it's been it's been a, a wild two years almost now with finance and just the world in general. Um, over that time, you've left corporate completely at this point, right? Yeah, I, uh, I handed in my resignation. It, I took the leap of faith. And um, for the last couple of years, I was helping these small, medium individuals on the side um, on the side of my corporate job. And just the demand has grown so much that I figured, okay, now is time to pull the plug on corporate and just kind of go off on my own because this is where I believe the future is going to be. We need to rebuild these systems. We need to empower people at the individual level to be able to create wealth for them, for themselves, for their families that we can see, you know, we, we just look outside our windows. We see these businesses being boarded up. We see what the governments are doing. We see how much in debt these governments are. And we know that it's just something that's imploding as we speak. And so I just wanted to kind of shift that energy and shift all this knowledge that's in my head and empower uh, the individual to do that for themselves. Yeah, we're definitely seeing a shift, I think, in in terms of finance. I think crypto, DeFi, it's it's going to be unavoidable probably sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how would you compare, how to compare a contrast, the traditional fiat currency to what's evolving at this point? So what is evolving is that the fiat is going to turn into a central bank digital currency. So whether people like it or not, everything's going digital. It's the fourth industrial revolution. Um, It's going to happen whether they like it or not, but the space that they choose to participate in uh, will have to be a conscious choice. So you either um, go into a central bank digital currency, which is what the fiat will convert into, or you get into decentralized currencies like a Bitcoin, like an Ethereum, like all these other altcoins. But it's it's something that people need to... uh, kind of bridge that knowledge gap and learn about because if not then it just get their fiat just gets converted into a CBDC and that is programmable money that if you look at what's happening in China has an expiration date has parameters on what you can buy or not buy and that is a very scary level of control like we already uh, you know have a lot of control imposed upon us with the fiat dollar that's going away it's going to be even more control with the CBDC yeah, it's super scary. Um, for those of you that didn't quite grasp, but with CBDC, they have the ability, say food stamps, you would not, mm-hmm. if you're on a CBDC, you couldn't buy 
cigarettes. You couldn't buy gas if, if that money was in your account earmarked for certain items. Mm-hmm. And that kind of control should scare everyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Back to fiat. Can you just explain the why fiat is, is kind of failing or why mm-hmm. inflation, the impacts it has and where crypto kind of isolates itself better? So, so fiat is um, a month. It, it's created out of thin air on the printing press. Crypto has it's it's backed by cryptography. Um, the the calculations in the back end have to validate before it becomes a store of value. So crypto has become a store of value. You 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 may have heard about digital gold. So where where a store of value used to be in a physical um, precious metal like a gold, cryptos become that. Um, and it's anti-inflationary, and it's some it's an asset that people can protect their purchasing power with. The fiat can be printed out of thin air, um, as many dollars as as these um, governments decide. And um, and with the fiat, the reason why it's failing is because of the system that it's on. It's on a printing press. It's a debt system. So anytime a dollar a new dollar is printed it adds to the debt. And the only way that assets can actually appreciate is if they keep printing more money. So we see, you know, the stock market rising, we see real estate rising. And that that's really, uh, that's really only because they keep printing more money, not because there's anything actually being innovated or any kind of um, uh, value being produced in those assets. It's really just because they're printing more money and we need to keep up with that pace of inflation. Yeah, the the system. I, I don't think people quite understand how pervasive and dangerous it can be. Um, we no longer are backed by really anything at this point. No. Is no. no. Um, now, on the other side of that, I've I've heard a lot of concerns about well, it, what is crypto backed by? And uh, to some extent, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but neither of them are really fundamentally backed by anything solid, other than core values of the community accepting them. Yeah, yeah, and you know that that's uh, that's a really valid question. That's a concern as well. Um, the, the only there are a lot of uh, shit coins out there where you know they just kind of uh, they come up, they um, can take a lot of people's money and then they disappear overnight. However, any any coin that has um, really solid fundamentals in terms of the project that they're offering, the, the efficiencies that they can provide to a process or, or to some sort of financial system or to whatever system. If it's creating value, then that's where the, that's where the store value comes from. So if it, if it can generate some sort of savings, if it can, um, you know, if, if, it meets the parameters of being validated because of whatever it is, their proof of work or proof of stake. It's way more safe than just being able to push a button and create a fiat dollar out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, then you get into the whole aspect of inflationary deflationary where you have some cryptos that will actually deflate in contrast, in contrast to our current fiat dollar system Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the fiat dollar system. Where do you see it going with this perpetual printing that we're in right now? And it doesn't seem like it's slowing down at all. In no. Canada, we've we've more than doubled our national debt in three or four years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the projections don't seem like they're going to slow down at all. The states are now proposing $6 trillion in further printing. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know we're not directly tied to them, but indirectly it will impact us. Absolutely. So 
where do you see it go? Like, do you see a pattern or a motive here? Yeah, the great reset. <laughs> so, so I mean, it, it's just, you know, just this perpetual debt that's being printed. And at some point, um, you know, the world governments will decide, okay, do we cancel these debts? But if they do, that means um, that means that they may own certain properties, certain countries, whatever, whatever the case is, but um, it, it's, it, it'll impact on so many different levels. So, so the fiat, let's say on, on the individual level, that's going to disappear. They want cash gone by like 2025. They want cash gone. They all, they're already uh, hiring for their cryptographers. I think it was back in January, I was on LinkedIn and I saw the Bank of Canada job postings for cryptographers. So they're already building the CBDC. It's really just a matter of time. And, um, and, and it's, it's going to roll out whether we like it or not. Um, but that's the space where it's very much the great reset. It's in line with the great reset. It's in line with um, NWO, with New World Order. Um, and and it's, it's a system where potentially if they say, okay, these countries are way too indebted, we'll cancel their debts. However, now we own, you know, X amount of assets within these certain nations. Um, I mean, I, to me, that's inevitable. And so the only thing that I can do and what I'm, I'm doing personally is, is trying to build away from that system. Because whether that happens or not, whether it becomes that dire, I'm not going to wait around for it. I'm going to build around it. And that's through other cryptocurrencies. Absolutely. And like you can just look at the market cap and see that you're yeah. not the only a long shot here. Yeah. And I, I try to keep balanced when it comes to the conspiracy minded. I mean, it's not, it's not a conspiracy. The the Great Reset is a is a published platform. Yes, yes. Out there. It, it is a goal for some people. Yeah. Whether it has invaded to the level they wish it would, I don't know. But I mean, the signs are not looking good if you're not on board with this. Um, and I know a lot of people, myself included, over the last year and a half, we we've definitely left. The, as much as we can, the systems in place that that mm-hmm. expose us really. Um, yeah. I just got tired of sitting and watching my money really do nothing, and the buying power decrease. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, the last two months have not been awesome. Watching yeah. our my crypto kind of fall and stagnate, and that brings me to the next question: the the volatility with crypto. Can you explain some of that? Where do you think it's going to end up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of theories there, um, but right now, basically, what's happening is a lot of FUD reporting. So FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt. It's to basically shake out um, anyone who is really not a, a true believer in the power of a decentralized currency, whether it's Bitcoin or an altcoin, because. We know that once a FUD report comes out, it's typically about a Bitcoin, but it impacts the entire market. But with the way that these bankers work is that and and it's whether it's crypto or even, you know, stocks, FUD reporting is released. It scares off the retail investor. It discounts the price of the asset heavily, whether it's a crypto or a stock. And that's when these bigger institutional investors can go in, scoop it up at that discount. But on the other end of that transaction of them buying, someone has to sell. And those people selling are the regular retail investor, the the people like you and I, who if we don't know the true value of what we are holding, and if we just 
kind of succumb to a lot of these um, fear fear mongering reports, we will sell. And so that's what's happening. And um, the reports specifically, you know, there's Musk who's always tweeting that one day he likes Bitcoin, the next day he doesn't like Bitcoin, that tanks the market. Um, so you've got a lot of these uh, very influential people that just kind of uh, share their opinion and that moves the market. Secondly, there's China. So we, we've heard about what was happening with the miners. They're cracking down on a lot of the regulatory there. They've shut down the miners. They're moving those uh, those mines to uh, to the U.S. Um, and so so that moves the market as well on the downside. And um, when I see those kinds of reports, when I see those kind of crackdowns, I just think, okay, perfect. It's a buying opportunity. Bitcoin and the rest of these altcoins are on sale because I know the fundamental value of, of a lot of these altcoins. It is the future. It's not going away. And, um, and when they do that, when they release that kind of reporting and we, when they do those kind of crackdowns, it's really just so that the bigger institutional investors can get in. Um, China specifically with their crackdowns is because they're also releasing their central bank digital currency. So if they want their citizens um, to be on a digital currency, it's not going to be on a Bitcoin. It's going to be on it's going to be on their nation's digital currency because that's the one that they can control. That's the one that they can program. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And with um, with the manipulation, obviously, like with the fiat currency, we see manipulation. I think given the unregulated status of crypto, we see a lot more of it. I know a lot of talks happen about the Wyckoff method mm -hmm. and, and Elon Musk. I, I think he's kind of losing steam. He, he used to have a ton of sway. I think he still has some. I don't, I don't see it lasting what are your thoughts on that i i'm always on the fence with him <laughs> sometimes sometimes i'm i'm a fan and but in in most recent months i am not a fan i just think of things like um him pumping doge um everyone getting into doge but then on his balance sheet he's got bitcoin so for me, I just think like, I just think it's a distraction. He's also, you know, a heavyweight, he's, he's a whale. So whatever he is telling people to like, my, my mind is always like, okay, that's the one I shouldn't like because he's driving people into that market and he's distracting and he's going to move into something else. And just, just you know, simple example, he pumps Doge, he holds Bitcoin. But then he'll say he has he's he's got Doge, and then the next the next day he's a fan of Bitcoin. And then you know, three weeks ago, him and his buddies have this uh, Bitcoin conference in Miami. So it's just like, you know, to put all those pieces together. Plus, you see a lot of you know uh, government uh, government bodies starting to do regulation on Bitcoin. Um, a lot of these banks are starting to uh, roll out their custodial wallets to hold Bitcoin. So it's like. It doesn't matter what his opinion is at the end of the day, the policies for crypto are still being implemented, but what he says moves the market. And so um, there are days where I'm a fan, typically when it moves it on the upside, but then if it's if it's going to unfavorably impact the markets, then I'm just like, what are you doing? And I know exactly what you're doing. You're manipulating the markets for your gain. And on that, who do you think should play him when he gets arrested and they make a wolf of Wall Street for Elon Musk? Oh my god! I'm I'm actually terrible with actors. Um, I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? I'm I'm I actually the worst with actors, movies, all that I think, stuff. I think if he's not too busy being governor, I think Matthew McConaughey would do a good Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in jail. Yeah, 
I'll take I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to crypto though. Um, we talked about the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. We know this is a thing. Mm-hmm. They've endorsed XRP, and yeah. it seems this to me seems in a lot in a lot of the conspiracy circles they they love XRP. To me, it's so confusing why people who are so against this great reset are are so on board with the cryptocurrency that they've adopted themselves. I think there is the element of XRP playing for the light and for being of the good. And I... I don't like to hope. I like to see, you know, I like to see, you know, the facts, the data, and I see that the Great Reset is not something that is free and sovereign. Um, it's it's something that is that if it becomes a one world currency, actually has the power to control literally everything. Um, and but then I start to think, okay, at the end of the day, is it just a tool? So for example, a pair of scissors is just a tool and depending on the user can be used for either good or for bad. So is XRP that tool? Are the people running it of the light or are they still of this, you know, draconian type of energy that we're currently under that people are, are really trying hard to fight against? I don't know. I, I, I've, I've seen both sides. I've heard both sides. Um, the way I see it is, is, is that it could potentially, but it depends on the user. But I still think that there are way too many um, bad apples um, in that game to, for it to, to be, you know, of the light that people are hoping for. And the only thing I can really count on is myself. And so, so I'm going to, I can play in the XRP space, but I'm going to diversify my portfolio a little bit. That's, that's how I play XRP. I've seen both sides of the coin. Um, but I don't want to put all my eggs in that XRP basket. I'm, I'm a hundred percent there. I have definitely got some, um, Mm -hmm the upside potential i i see yeah uh, i don't want i want exposure but yeah. i i am very healthily hesitant given yeah. the associations yeah absolutely so, so can you tell me we're, we're going into DeFi now DeFi mm-hmm. and crypto can you just explain the difference between those two projects really so DeFi is, is just it's decentralized finance it's basically um, if you think about centralized finance, it's, you know, it's the central banking system. It's, it's um, you know, a lot of these um, big, big corporates that, uh, that kind of move the markets. And so decentralized finance is a way uh, to spread out that power and that control across multiple different computers and across multiple different creators. Um, and, and with, with that, there's, there's just more, uh, more room to create um, autonomy, um, something that's of that's not so um, just just control, less less control. The the the, the power is spread out, um, so there's less room for um, any kind of the stuff that's happening right now. So, like for example, you think about um, 
you think about how the Federal Reserve and and with the with the central banks they control interest they can they control monetary supply, and all they need to do is at the press of a button print more money or scale back on their monetary supply. With with decentralized finance, it takes that power away from a centralized source and kind of gives it to the people. So the way I see um, uh, decentralized finance is that you've got a bunch of creators doing you know a lot of these um, banking type of uh, processes, loans, um, um, process payments, all that kind of stuff, and and many different creators can do it and whoever's the best at their game can um, can thrive. So that's what decentralized finance is for me. Um, crypto, so so cryptocurrency is is there's there's the token and then there's the blockchain, there's the there's the system that it's on. So um, I mean it it the decentralized finance is a system as a whole. Cryptocurrencies are just the currencies that that are um, an incentive to these systems. Awesome. Speaking back to on on the DeFi topic, I mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan, and I'm gonna plug it here. Is Cardano, love the project, mm-hmm. love the creators, and I love the goal. Um, their goal is is really accessing the unbanked. So I, I believe it's Christopher Hodgkin. Mm-hmm. I probably yep. got that, but um, he basically wants to reach people, and, and instead of having a, a bank that you would walk into, you can do everything right from your phone. Yeah. And he's he's looking at a lot of third world countries that he's he's expecting to lift into second world status, if not first. Much like we've seen the the industrialization of China, he's targeting Africa. And and I'm just curious, where do you see that going? And is is it a competitive market, or do you do you see it might just be one or two front runners? Uh, that's a really good question. I think uh, right now um, Cardano is the front runner, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be the only one um, because I do see the trend of banking the unbanked, something that's only going to grow. Um, so so where they look at where, where Cardano's looked at as maybe a third generation crypto, but maybe a first generation of banking the unbanked, uh, although, although Bitcoin kind of did that for a lot of people as well, um, um, Ada or Cardano is just able to do it in a more efficient, um, cheaper, faster way. Um, and they've got way more programmability than like a Bitcoin. But anyhow, I, I do, I don't know if it's the one that lasts, but definitely they're onto something. They're definitely way better than the Bitcoin and they're going to leverage Ethereum. But um, I think banking the unbanked is really important. Like I just think about, uh, for example, uh, a woman in the Middle East who has no rights to a bank account um, you know, needs to, you know, need, needs to ask for permission to kind of make a purchase. I think all she needs is a phone and a connection, have a wallet, have a crypto wallet, and is able to make a purchase for her children of whatever it is she needs. So I see a lot of power in that. Honestly, that was a perspective I hadn't even considered. Yeah. And and it, it's a powerful one for sure. Mm-hmm. I know they've they've talked about governance coins and and even using blockchain to vote. So like there mm-hmm. could be a, yep. so much utility here, and and I think we're just seeing the tip of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that being said, we're we're not in a super fun place right now. If you if you currently have crypto, if you, if you're shopping, it's a great time. Yeah. Um, but where do you see us in the the cycle and in the picture? 
you mean so what do you mean by where do you see us so are are we in a bear market are we heading towards a bear market or are we in a consolidation (laughs) Mm -hmm. with with upward movement expected where do you see it going in the short term in the short term i uh, just based on what I see, our GDP, just the excessive money printing, the mass unemployment, um, the uh, supply chain shortages, all that kind of stuff. It's to me, it's definitely bare, and we're only starting to see the beginning of it. In the longer term, I think you know this is kind of what makes or breaks. Um, a generation and if people can actually uh, do things in terms of becoming free and sovereign in different ways, not just their finances, but but on the preparedness aspect of their homestead, their food, their water, their shelter, their community, their barterability, all that kind of stuff, we will we will make it through. But in the short term, definitely I'm bearish. I uh, in certain assets, I'm bullish, but on the economy as a whole and what's going on, I'm bearish. And that brings me to my, my last question for you is mm-hmm. if you were to give us some picks short term and long term. What are your top picks right now? Short term, I would say um, the, the two biggest ones, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, do I believe that those are the ones that stay in the long haul? Probably not, um, but definitely in the short term, it's those two because they're implementing so many, so many, you know, policy changes, government changes, company-wide changes to be able to accommodate these technologies. Um, we've got custodial wallets being built for Bitcoin. Um, and so so I think those are the two, even though they're not gonna be the one, they're not gonna be the moons, they're not gonna be the ones that, you know, 10X, uh, 100X your money, um, but they're definitely, they're definitely the ones that are the biggest, that are the most, uh, that still need to be, uh, more heavily adopted by the general population, um, and then in the longer term, I do have I do have a couple moonshots. <laughs> I do have a couple moonshots that actually kind of go against the grain of of Bitcoin and Ethereum, but we'll see if we'll see if they work. And then the third generation stuff, I'm I'm in ADA. I'm in a lot of the DeFi stuff, like um, the DOT, the Makers, uh, the Aves, the um, Gosh, what else am I in? The Cosmos. So there's 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 a ton of the DeFi stuff that I'm in. I've, I'm also in a couple moons. I don't do the meme coins, <laughs> but you know, in the short term, just for just for adoptability, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Regardless, I th- I think we can both agree exposure. Get whatever you can in now, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. keep talking aside. Yeah. Anyway, I thank you for all of your insight. It's been a, a great time talking to you, and hopefully this uh, helps some people m- find their way through the system and out of the system. Thank you for having me. This was a great conversation. If you're new to crypto or you're well-seasoned, if today's episode brought up any questions or if I missed anything, all of Audrey's contact information will be in the episode notes. Feel free to reach out to her and ask her any questions you might have. She'd be happy to answer Thanks for joining us. If you've liked this episode, give us a like or a subscribe. Till next time. Cheers.